0: You're listening to TCRG to CEO Radio with your host, Courtney J. TCRG. I can't believe I'm saying this after such a long time, but welcome back to the TCRG to CEO Radio podcast. I know it's been a while, but I'm still your host, Courtney J. TCRG, and it's great to have you here today. So where do we begin? Well, happy 2021, everybody. I hope this year is shaping up to be better than the last. It's been such a long time since I sat down to record a podcast and I'll get to more about that in a little bit. But first, I want to wish you well. Hope everyone out there listening is healthy and staying sane and that you're thriving in whatever way you can right now. I know it's been a really hard almost full 12 months. We're coming up to that 12-month mark really soon and I hope that everyone's been able to stay sane during this time, or at least get the help that you need to stay well. Even now, so much of the world is still in lockdown or various stages of lockdowns. Some of us are open fully, and some of us are open with a lot of restrictions. So this has been an incredibly tough 12 months on our industry as a whole, and Like I said at the top, I hope that everyone is doing the best that they can in this moment. In case you're new to the show, welcome. Like I said, I am your host, Courtney J T C R G. I I am from Connecticut in the United States, and it's my pleasure to bring you this episode and upcoming episodes of the podcast. It's great to be back. I started this podcast uh, almost... Let's see, it's been just over two years, and it goes in stages of being very active and then stages of inactivity, uh, mostly because my main job, if you will, is running my studio here in Connecticut called Skull Rink Elimney, and I've also started to become more active uh, working in my region and on different groups that I'll tell you more about later as well. Side note, I really apologize for the squeaking that you hear in the background. I do not have a recording room, and my adorable Cavalier King Charles Spaniel named Maeve really likes playing with her toys as soon as I start talking, whether it's to record a podcast, talking on the phone, you get the gist. Zoom meeting, it's really convenient. So let's rewind, like I said, almost 12 months now, and talk about 2020 and the impact it's had on all of us, on our industry as a whole, and where we can go from here. So 2020, we all recall last year, uh, at least to me it feels like the world was moving in slow motion as we're at the height of St. Patrick's Day festivities and day by day, seemingly, different things started to become shut down, anxiety and public concern about the possible pandemic was mounting. And for all my international listeners that might not be familiar with Connecticut, Connecticut is located geographically pretty close to New York City, which you might recall was kind of the initial epicenter of the pandemic here in the States. So with the pandemic growing very close to home, uh, Connecticut was very quick to close everything down. And the pandemic hit here in Connecticut also around that very first initial wave in March 2020. So it was uh, definitely a scary time here. Um, the rest of the world was kind of watching all those hot spots, you know, the New York City area, Italy, and of course in China before us, and watching all of this unfold uh, only to slowly engulf just about the whole world. So Looking back, I mean, I can pretty much recall day by day this time last year, you know, what was going on and taking it all in and trying to make decisions that were smart and in line with, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve. You know, that didn't age so well. But um, needless to say, I, I am proud of the decisions that I made last year to suspend our St. Patrick's Day festivities early. Um, You know, to close the studio before we had to um, by our local government and just it's crazy looking back knowing what we know now, um, but trying to go back and put yourself in the shoes of 12 months ago trying to make those decisions. No one possibly, I think, would have would have known we'd be here now still, you know, in the midst of the pandemic with still a lot of concerns, but at least now we have a lot of hope, too. Of course, we all recall, too, last year, you know, waiting to see what the state of the World Championships was going to be in what was supposed to be a really extravagant year being, you know, such a significant anniversary and holding it in Dublin. And it was supposed to be this, you know, momentous occasion. And um, to see all the dancers, you know, hopes and dreams dashed, um, you know, with its cancellation and you know then obviously we've had quite a drought the last year um, with many of the qualifiers canceled the north americans and the summer competitions canceled and just watching what the pandemic has done to our industry as a whole and what we can do how we've adapted and where we can go from here so that's kind of where i guess my initial recap starts you might recall this time last year too that Allison Duval and I did what now seems like such a crucial webinar and uh, a podcast episode about how to bring your dance classes online and at the time, I did not realize the significance of that information and that uh, that podcast and those webinars, but looking back at how integral zoom and Google meet and all the different uh, web conferencing platforms have become to our lives in general, but also how crucial they became in keeping our industry going in terms of keeping our dancers dancing, keeping our teachers teaching is amazing to me. And as unfortunate as it is that we've all had to rely so heavily on these platforms over the last year, I'm also extremely grateful that those platforms exist and that that information got out there really quickly to help everybody keep their dancers uh, involved in this amazing sport that we all love. So here in Connecticut, we were shut down from March 14th uh, all the way up through the end of June. So we were fully online, uh, fully in a stay at home through that time. Uh, Being able to keep our dancers active online uh, was obviously crucial to my business, just as it was for most of you. I realize some parts of the world are still heavily reliant on online classes. And um, if that's you, I want you to congratulate yourself for figuring out how to adapt during these times rather than getting down on the fact that you can't do what you once could. Um, If we've learned anything in 2020, I think it's been to adapt always, uh, be prepared for what you might not have otherwise prepared for. And also, uh, for me, I, I've learned to diversify a little bit um, and make sure that I'm, I'm ready to take on different challenges that, like I said, you might not have otherwise prepared for. Um, for me, I think the biggest lesson tied into that was uh, everything was on such an up. Um, you know, the studio continued to grow. Uh, my demand uh, f- to be needed for workshops and things were were growing. Um, you know, my my students were were becoming more and more successful. And in a blink of an eye, right, all of those things can be halted or stopped or even stifled. And uh, I was able to use my time, not only adapting my business, but also becoming more involved in different projects that I wouldn't have normally been able to be involved in or might not have otherwise gotten involved in. So all to say that learning to adapt, learning not to get too comfortable, uh, were probably my biggest takeaways from the year. And even when things uh, got hard or you know, things are still hard for sure, uh, that's what I try and keep in mind. And one thing that I really do want all of my t- teacher friends and business owner friends that are listening to this to hear and take away is that you need to congratulate yourself for hanging in there and staying with this and adapting as best as you can. Because we've all seen all the businesses that have not been able to adapt um, and have sadly struggled. And have unfortunately gone under due to these circumstances that are largely outside of their control. And all we can control is our actions and how we respond to these situations. So the fact that you're still here, you are still doing what you love, uh, even though it's different, uh, is cause for celebration and congratulations. So in case no one has told you lately, Congratulations on surviving 2020 and all of its uh, complications. So we certainly know about the many challenges that 2020 has brought all of us. And I think the, the common one that we all have is how to keep our businesses running, how to keep our dancers engaged, and how to make something that's so abnormal continue to have some normalcy. And I know that my parents have commended, you know, us for doing this, you know, trying to adapt as best as we can, offering as many things as we can to give their children some type of normalcy in a time that, like I said, is just so abnormal. So those challenges have many wins associated with them too. I guess I'm always trying to look at the positive, but some of the other wins, I think. Um, that have come out of that, maybe the bigger wins are that we have learned slowly to adapt as an industry and think outside of the box and look at different solutions that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise considered. And a huge personal win for me was getting involved in some different projects. Um, I was asked by our regional director to get involved with our local Uh, COVID committee is what it's called, and essentially we bring up-to-date information to our regional membership about, you know, restrictions and different regulations that everyone should be aware of, um, to bring them up-to-date, you know, factual, scientific uh, information about the practices that they should be using inside their studio. Um, And I was also asked to join the International Work Group, which is a committee from CLRG, um, and it's a group, a very diverse group of teachers from every corner of the world, right, and I say every corner, but I do really mean every corner. South Africa, Germany, you know, parts of Asia, and then all over the other places you would expect that are, are you know, really well represented. Australia, I mean, the the meetings are just fascinating, um, and being able to get involved with that, even though I'm not as involved as certainly, you know, people that are spearheading entire projects, it's been really rewarding to be part of that group and be part of some of the changes that we've seen over the last year. You know, everyone is currently in the midst of uh, their first online Feshina, and that's something that the International Work Group had pushed for since last April, and it has been a challenge to bring that out to the teachers and dancers at large, um, but through the nonstop advocacy of some of the, you know, chairs of this group, we're all at the stage where we have embraced the online fesh world, and we're starting to bring some unique opportunities to our dancers that uh, otherwise CLRG dancers were not able to participate in. There are other organizations that have been using online Feshina for you know many years, um, different organizations that have uh, schools that are not geographically close enough to meet for in-person Feshina, but want to give their dancers an opportunity to advance. So a personal win for me was getting involved in those projects, maybe putting myself out there a bit more to the fellow uh, Irish dance teachers and uh, studio owners and, you know, adjudicators and different people involved in the industry. And that might sound weird to some of you guys that have followed me for a while, um, you know, cause obviously I have my podcast and you know, my Instagram and to those that are, you know, deeply involved in this community, it probably seems like I'm, I'm, you know, pretty out there, but within my own region and certainly the, the larger bodies. Uh, I, I keep a low profile and I try to, uh, you know, listen more than I speak. And just being involved in these, in these little ways um, has given me, I guess, a little bit more understanding, a little bit more scope and a little bit more involvement in those larger elements. And it's been really rewarding for me. So that's a huge win that's come out of 2020. So my hope for 2021, now that we all, as you know, a, a population of the world, have a little bit more hope with vaccines being distributed and you know numbers being managed a bit better, is that we can slowly get the best of both worlds. We can slowly get back to safe in-person events, um, maybe at a local level first, and then eventually becoming uh, bigger geographic areas. Um, and then also keeping some of the things that we've learned and adapted to over the last year. Just when uh, you know, in-person feshina are able to come back. I don't know that it's necessarily the best idea to disregard and, you know, disband online feshina, because as part of the international work group, I was able to participate in the global trial event and the excitement for our beginners and advanced beginner and novices to be able to compete against dancers from Australia and Ireland and you know Hong Kong and all of these amazing places was such a draw and such a motivating factor for some of these kids. And that's just something you simply can't experience at a normal in-person fashion. So my hope is that we can not necessarily put all of these COVID adaptations into a box and put them away when we feel like it's safe enough to return to what we know as normal. And I hope that some of the ways that successful in-person events have been able to change and adapt in terms of scheduling or what we deem is actually necessary uh, versus not necessary Um, doesn't have to stay in this COVID bubble, and that maybe those things can be, you know, carried forward and implemented when things become more like what we used to have. Um, You know, those are kind of my hopes for our industry at large. Um, You know, in one of my previous episodes, one of my few episodes in 2020, you know, I was kind of going through a list of questions that I had and speculations about what, this uh pandemic would do to our industry both short-term and long-term and i think it still remains to be seen um you know my hope for this year too is that with so much of the united states and other countries becoming vaccinated um you know some of the numbers starting to come down and our own knowledge of how to manage and um Keep others safe uh, becomes more clear. You know, we're learning still every day. New research is still coming out every day um, that we're able to host, like I said, larger events. Um, You know, the North American Irish Dance Championships is looking, uh, you know, largely positive at this point. However, still controversial with. Whether or not the borders will truly be open for Canadians and uh, Mexican dancers to attend, and it's it is my hope that that will happen and that we can all be part of that event, and that it'll become the first event where we can implement some of those changes um, at a larger scale and see how that see how that goes. Um, you know, of course, any in-person event that gets held, I think, needs to still have. Uh, extremely clear and strong protocols in place. Um, we can't expect to go back to events that resemble the 2019 or early 2020 competition scene but it is my hope that we can get at least get, get back in there, get back in the race because I think it's very important for our, our dancers and our teachers to feel like there's something still to hang in there for. Um, I've been in the unique position of having a large group of dancers that are graduating in 2021. And in the United States, um, it's similar to your year 12 or, um, you know, your sixth form or um, other, you know, kind of final years uh, before university in other countries. And it's a, a huge moment. And for a lot of dancers, it becomes their turning point of whether they decide to retire and focus on their future, um, or they decide to keep it going. And it's been a very uh sad situation to watch because so many of the things that we maybe take for granted, you know, our last Aractas or our last nationals or our last recital, um, our last dinner dance, you know, may have been taken from them really prematurely without a lot of warning. And I think there's a lot of that grief and um, it, maybe it sounds dramatic, but a lot of that trauma that we're all kind of carrying uh, is is very real. So, in case uh, you need to hear it again, you know, just just still being here, right, is is not easy. Um, you know, some of you guys have been trying to carry businesses while also juggling, you know, homeschooled children and other careers and working from home and all of the challenges that this year has thrown at us then and it's i think perfectly normal and perfectly acceptable to feel a little out of sorts because we're all trying to deal with a lot so congratulations once again on you know surviving and doing the best that you can with the cards in your hand right now so now that we've kind of recapped 2020 We've talked about what, at least I hope for 2021, I also wanted to touch on what my personal goal for 2021 is, and I've touched on it in different ways in earlier segments of this podcast, but I have learned to diversify, I've learned to um, adapt, and I've also learned that if you want to do something, um, you need to just go ahead, take the bull by the horns and do it. And I see this a lot when I talk to others, Um, you know, and I had taken quite a long hiatus from the podcast and from my Instagram, which you can go follow at Courtney J underscore TCRG if you want to stay on top of all the, you know, current happenings here. And the hiatus was just because I was dealing with, you know, real life, adapting the studio, you know, getting involved in those other projects and, By adapting and diversifying and uh, being involved in kind of more leadership positions, it also renewed the spark that I've had since I started this podcast and since I started uh, my Instagram account, which is to bring real content, real education, and real help to our studio owners and our teachers out there to become better business people. Um, if you followed for a while, you know that I am extremely passionate about business and entrepreneurship and how it relates to being a, you know, studio owner and how many of the Irish dance teachers out there kind of fall into this world or fall into owning a studio because you love Irish dancing. And it's a very normal path to have. However, It's also important for your sanity and the health of your business that you have to have some business skills. And it doesn't all have to be um, on you. You certainly don't have to know it all. Um, So my goal for 2021 is to start bringing out the education and the programs and the help that I can bring and serve the greater Irish dance community with, and I have started um, on a very limited basis because I'm still testing the waters. I still, you know, need to carefully balance how much I can take on, with still, uh, you know, operating a studio during this uncertain time. But I have started taking on one-on-one clients uh, to help our fellow studio owners grow their business, uh, revamp their business. Uh, and essentially teach the skills that are vital to running a successful modern Irish dance studio. So if it's something that you are interested in getting help with, or you just want to talk and reach out, um, please send me a DM on Instagram. You can email me. I will put my email in the show notes for you. Um, however you'd like to get in touch with me, um, I will certainly you know, meet you where you're at. I am not um, a sales, sales is not my specialty, so you certainly won't feel like um, you're in a sales call. I will talk openly and honestly with you about the state of your business, what your goals are, and how I can help you, if I can help you, um, you know, until I kind of talk talk to you either by email or on the phone, uh, I won't even know whether I have something to help you with. So uh, this is just an open invitation to anyone who is listening uh, that would like a, a listening ear and possibly uh, a mentor and someone to help you with your unique business situation. Uh, I am I'm here I'm open um, to listening and helping as best as I possibly can. so you can get in touch with me there but that's something that I'm committed to working on this year so, I have, uh, I think, probably brought back the podcast in the the best way I possibly could. It was a little bit awkward trying to figure out how to reemerge on Instagram and reemerge in the podcast, um, you know, addressing everything that I needed to. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, It's more of a reflective piece, I guess. And we have some nice content that you've come to know and love. Uh, here on the podcast coming up soon with uh, some guests and some more solo episodes. So I hope you subscribe and hang around. You can also join our TCRG to CEO radio podcast community over on Facebook, and the link for that will also be in the show notes. And I hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this, and I will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on TCRG to CEO Radio.